welcome to the War Report. I am your host, Cyrus, joined by Quan. This is a show where we talk about NXT and AEW on the A Show RNC Network. Uh, I think this week has been a very positive week um, for wrestling and I guess life as well. I don't know. Much is not going on. So I count that as a positive and um, no work shoots. Made it. No work shoots this week. Seven days, no work shoots. This might be a record. Uh, What is it? Um, I saw an update on this, Sammy. And uh, what is it? I saw Sammy talk to like Fightful, and I was just like, I'm not reading that. I didn't. I saw on. It. I saw on um, on Daily Smart. I said, I'm skipping that. I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care that guy anymore. Hey, come on now. How is he allowed to just keep doing that? But uh, I'm doing great. How are you feeling? Uh, there's Bro. two things I wanted to talk about, but I'll let you start. I am in so much pain. I'm in. I don't know why. My upper, my my upper. I've taken so much. (laughs) My upper back is so tight. I don't know if it's from stress or from what, but it's like super duper tight. Like I can't even move. I've been like laying on the floor all day. I I had to go book a massage earlier today, just to you know try Mm -hmm. to loosen up the muscles up in the back. It kind of helped. I'll do a yoga before we before uh before you started the (laughs) meeting. I was doing like some kind of yoga on the Nike app just to kind of loosen the back up a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. We're we going to fight through uh, it, though. Been been there, done that with back pain. Um, shit. That <laughs> kept me going. That's all. Yeah. There, there is, it'll, back pain will leave when it wants to. <laughs> Yo, you know There's what's crazy? No, uh, too, real relief. Like, so I remember a long time ago, maybe like five or six years ago, I had... um. I had um went to a doctor. The doctor like just like barely touched my back. He's like, "Yo, here, just go get some uh, muscle relaxers. You'll be straight." Let me tell you something about the muscle relaxers. <laughs> He's like, "Yo, don't take them until you're about to go to bed." I said, "All right, bet." So mm-hmm. I used to work. I used to work overnight. I used to work from uh, midnight to eight a.m. So I would usually get home. I go to sleep like ten, ten thirty, and then you know I would leave for work at ten p.m. that night to go start getting ready for work. Tell me why. Swear on everything. I came home from work, took the took the muscle relaxers, I went to sleep at 10:30. I didn't wake back up until 10 p.m. that night. I slept 12 hours straight. Unbothered. Dog, I was I was still living at my parents' house. I remember like, what if I died, bro? Like, like I didn't I didn't get up for 12 hours. Like, no one checked on me. Nobody said nothing. Good. (laughs) I was like, I'm so dead. But yeah, Mm -hmm. man. So I try to stay away from the. I'm trying to avoid muscle relaxers at all costs because I'm not trying to be a zombie. But um, if it comes uh, down to it, I'll do normally it. with back pain, like I've been prescribed so much stuff. Um, yeah. I would say I have not taken uh, most of it. Like um, for my first spinal surgery, I was given perks. <laughs> Shit's crazy, mm. bro. Yeah. Um, just the second time I had it, they gave me it. I was just like, nah, I ain't really trying to take it, bro. Like that shit was uh. It's a it's a little intense, and then um, I got prescribed a different medicine not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, that one's been like really weird. It's supposed to be something that like over time your nerves will just like you know get more resilient, and then you know yeah. you will just start feeling pain a lot less. And what is it? When I was in LA, 
I took the medication. I went out to eat with Justin and his wife. Soon as that meal was over, went to the bathroom. Just really throwing up. Oh no! It just everything that was like in my stomach. It just no. I came at that shit feeling hollow. That's not terrible. So I, I haven't taken them since that. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, for my younger foes, you know, foes, listen, man, medicine's very dangerous, bro. Uh, no. Always make can sure you, you eat. Can I tell you something? Hmm. Do you do you have like a, a, a really like a really like a rational fear that you probably know it's probably not gonna happen, but like it could? Because I got because hmm. I have a thing. I don't know why in my mind I'm really really scared to take like strong prescription drugs. Because I think I'm gonna get addicted to them. I don't know oh, why. No, okay, I'm like terrified of that. Like it's in my mind all the time. Even if I take like extra strength, like Tylenol, I'm like, I don't want to get addicted to this stuff. And become dependent. Like I'm terrified of it. I will say that is not an irrational fear to have. Addiction is crazy. And then yeah. uh, when I took those, uh, what is it? When I took the Percocets for my first spinal surgery. I think I was like 17 going on to 18. So, you know, mm. I, I, I ain't really, I ain't really had a gas on me like that to deal with the pain and shit like that. So, yeah. um, Hey man, when you get your spinal work, uh, your spine worked on, that shit hurts a lot. Yeah. yeah. Unbearable pain. So, uh, you, I take a perk and the perk will last like three hours and then I will wake up in pain and then I have to take another perk just to like move my body. So like, yeah. Every every day, every day, every three hours. You're taking a perk. I was taking a perk, and it was kind of crazy. That's crazy. Um, yeah, see, I, I'm terrified of that. I'm so scared of that. It, uh, I think, like, they never gave me a refill on the prescription. They were just like, once you're out, you're out, because, like, obviously, yeah. it's, like, insanely dangerous. But I will. Yeah. They gave me, like, they gave me 80 perks of pills. Um, yeah. I was I getting got- there. When I when I got my wisdom teeth taken out, they gave me mad perks. I was like, I don't need it. I don't need all these. This is a yeah. lot. What is it? Uh, after my spinal surgery, they were just like, Yeah, man, we're gonna put you on the same regimen as last time since you know it, it worked out so well. Whatever. And I like, shit, I always want some perks. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't taking them shits. I think I, I I think I took uh, I took them once, and then like I just started feeling like all the side effects and like the pain, uh, like um, and all that stuff. And I was just like. Nah, I ain't taking this shit again. No, no more. So I, I just never taken them again. But uh, yeah, man, we're going to try to get you out of here so you can lay the fuck down. Because I know recording with back pain is not fun. I got the um, heat pad ready. I can't wait. <laughs> um, but a few things I wanted to talk about. Uh, I know a lot of people might be discouraged because, you know, moral high ground and all that, you know, uh, high horse niggas and shit like that. But... Overwatch 2, man. Talk about it. Why you didn't send me an invite yet? I saw you on there. Uh, because I'm playing with a full party. I've been playing oh with a full God. party full for party. the past like three days. That's like, crazy. When, uh, what is it? I, I have like, a you know, I have the group chat. There are a lot of PC gamers and stuff like that. So like two people were playing. Uh, one person was playing Overwatch. You know, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then it became two people. Then I joined the Discord call while they were on it, and they were just like, "Hey, man, you should probably hop on this. This shit kind of hard." <laughs> have you? Were you an Overwatch player before? 
Yeah, I play. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, I played. I played the fuck out of the game. Uh, I would say I think. Um, I don't. You know, for anybody that still plays Overwatch, I would say like after Mora was added or after Symmetra's second change. That's when I was done playing because yeah. they changed. Like her alt used to be the teleporter. Then it became yeah. the shield generator. Then it became the barrier. At the, the barrier, better. that was the better choice. I think the barrier was the better yeah. choice. No, nah, it's great. I love dividing the field, <laughs> but uh, the barrier is kind of just like where I tapped out. Like a lot, a lot yeah. of other games were like coming out, and you know, I was just mm, playing other shit. Yeah, um, I kind of got over it. Let me tell you something, man. <laughs> Look, so when I played Overwatch One, you know, this is I was started playing before the roll queue thing started or whatever. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times when me and my boys would play. Nobody, and I mean nobody wanted to play tank at all. What nobody wants to play healer. That's but, that's but, the real but, issue on the streets. But listen, but, li- but listen, right? So at, at back then, nobody wanted to play tank. So I ended up mm-hmm. playing a lot of tank just out of necessity for our team to win. And I mm-hmm. became very much a tank man. I mostly play tank. I almost don't play you know DPS at all. I almost only play tank. And because now, because they changed it from just the one tank on the team. Now it takes 10 minutes for me to find a fucking game. Just open queue. Fuck it. I don't like open queue. You know why I don't like open queue? Oh, because I'm going to tell you why. Because like niggas, niggas don't pick healers. That's why. <laughs> or, no, or even worse. Or even worse. They'll be healer. And then halfway through the game, they'll just stop being healer. And I'm wondering, like, why am I dying so fast? Because I don't have any yeah, more healers. Uh, that pisses me off. Goddamn, more 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 players. I'm telling you, oh they be playing God. like a DPS. Yo, but, I hate um, that. I don't understand that. Like, why? See, this is why I <laughs> if I get into an Overwatch <laughs> rant, I will complain about everything that pisses me off about Overwatch. But I love Overwatch. I play. I put gajillion hours into it. But oh, I, people get headache. I think a lot of my complaints from Overwatch is uh, not really from the game. It's more no, of it's, just like how the game is marketed or. Uh, stuff that gets added on like playing the game is like really fucking fun but just like you know unfortunately for me all my favorite heroes are low uh low pick rate niggas so they don't get no love um i love playing zarya so i'm a a zarya guy i've been a zarya guy you know what's really good i think well so at least from what i've been playing i don't think i played as much as you have I think Winston's really good now, which is amazing. Oh, yeah, he's, he's never really, been good. He's, really good. he's never yeah, been uh, like a top guy. And I'm like, wow, Winston's good now. So uh, my top three is Symmetra, uh, Zarya, and Junkrat. And they're Zarya and Junkrat, they're like tied for like hours. I think like I think between those two, I have like 55 hours on both of them. And then on mm. Symmetra, I have like 78 last time I played. I need to, I need to go I play a lot. I play, I play a lot of Symmetra. But Symmetra gets no love. She doesn't get any skins. She doesn't she, get any she's uh, a very, guns, very character. A- anything like that. So it was like there was no motivation to play anymore because like there was yeah. nothing for me to unlock. Um like my problem, I think my problem with all this was just like um when they announced Overwatch 2, which I feel like was like five fucking years ago when they announced Overwatch oh, yeah. 2, and then like this is this is kind of it. I'm like, oh. I feel like I, I, I'm, okay. I, I'd be more mad if it wasn't free, but it's free. So like, I don't really care that much, mm-hmm. but I just feel like, I think that kind of killed everything for me when I saw, when I, like, I saw what Overwatch 2 was becoming, I was like, okay, I don't really care about Overwatch yeah. anymore. They the, lost. 
the changes are very minimal. Yeah. But I feel like, I guess, Overwatch 1 was too fucking old for them to just be like, this is a next-gen update. Like, Overwatch 2 is just a next-gen update. That's all it really is. Um, But I do... I mean, the Battle Pass shit is kind of nuts because, like, you get, like, no XP on that. And then also just, like, the shit's ass on there. Um, They have, like, five different currencies uh, to, like, buy items. The shop shop is cool. I like the shop. But... uh, yeah, and then, you know, they had to, like, take out loot boxes entirely. I do think the changes are minimal, and, you know, it's kind of just, like, whatever. But the game mode push with the robot? How you feel about it? It's all I ever wanted. I've only, I've only played it twice so far. It's the, it's the only game mode. It's when I would play... Because I liked the competitive format in yeah. Overwatch 1, where it was just like, well, why do I lose when I pushed further than you? Or, like, I captured, you know, whatever the point. Uh, you know, uh, it was me, like, for payload maps. It was just like, well, we pushed the payload further than you guys did, so why did I lose? Yeah. Now now is just like, with the, with the robot, is just like, yeah, you have to do better than me. And uh, I think the robot is actually, it looks really cool. And I like watching the robot run. It's funny. <laughs> it is funny. When, when you take when you change over the team and the robot just starts fucking sprinting. Hilarious. I love it so much. Um, but yeah, Overwatch 2 is actually really fun. Um, let's see Let's see how long this lasts, honestly. I'm going to tap in this weekend. I, I haven't been playing this much this week, I'll be honest. Uh, I was playing a little bit while watching AEW. Um, so obviously that's going to scare my review, but I'm enjoying Overwatch uh, 2 right now. Um, don't ask. Uh, if you don't have my phone number, don't ask me to play. That's how close we have to be. You have to have my phone number. Um, but second thing I wanted to talk about, it is October. Uh, it's October. It's spooky, man. I haven't seen it yet, but Chainsaw Man, how you feeling about it, man? I want to get your thoughts on it. I want to preface this by saying I'm not anime guy. I'm, I know very little about most animes, so these are just my raw thoughts. Uh, I've seen you guys. Oh. I've seen I've seen Meals and all them talk about Chainsaw Man for it seems like a couple of years now. Y'all been hyping it up a lot, so I said, let me. I'm. I'll, I bought the first manga. I read maybe like half of it, <laughs> so I knew mm-hmm. at least I knew what the, I knew what the first episode was going to be about, and um, yeah, man, it, it hit all my expectations. I thought it was very, very, um, very violent, very aggressive, which you know makes sense because of this, the nature of the show and what it is. But I think it from it stuck very, very close to the manga as far as the first episode goes. Damn near shot for shot. Um, the animations is kind of it's a little. It's like I don't I don't know how animation like where it feels like it's a little choppy, a little a little thirty fps ish a little bit if that makes me sense. <laughs> <laughs> but, nah, yeah, like, I get that. But like it, it still looks it looks good. Um, the three D animations is not as much. It's very minimal, but they look good where they go into. And there's a lot of uh, like movie references. At least in the opening credits, they had like I, I mm-hmm. saw 
like a direct shot of um the whole thing is a movie reference so okay then that makes sense that's all i I definitely recognize the shot from Um, like um what's that quentin tarantino movie the one with um, pulp fiction yeah pulp fiction yeah so i definitely saw something like that but yeah it was it was pretty good uh, without getting like any Mm -hmm. spoilers or anything but good i really enjoyed it um the author uh fujimoto um big film guy so expect to see just like a lot of film references like i think uh i like when cartoons do that I think Chan- uh, Chainsaw, uh, as far as I remember, Chainsaw Man doesn't have like a lot of crazy like film references. Um, hold on, let me look at the. I can think of like three off top, but like, you know, uh, it might add some more. She's pretty sick, man. I think uh, Chainsaw Man is definitely one of my favorite uh, mangas to read. I read it, I like reread it all the time. It's kind of short. So yeah. uh, I normally, I'd probably like, I could read like two arcs in a shift and there's like four, uh, there's like th- four major arcs. So okay. um, I usually read just like the last two every time I'm bored at work. Okay. Uh, some good shit, man. I'm, I'm looking so, forward to, uh, looking forward to more thoughts and more people uh, finally getting on the bandwagon yeah, because yeah, I've been trying to get a lot of niggas to read this shit and they're just like, I'll just wait for the anime. And I was just like, all right. I mean, authors like, authors like face value. A guy with like a chainsaw for a face and hands. I'm just, like, it, it doesn't interest me. Like, I wouldn't interest me any other way. Like, I would never look to go look for that if it wasn't for you guys talking about it so much. Like, okay, this must be good if everybody keep talking about it like this. Like, a man with a, a chainsaw, a chainsaw for a face, <laughs> not doing it for me. Maybe if I was like ten, I would have loved it. But you know, it's a deeper plot. Got to be. Um, but not. Nah, it's a deeper plot. Uh, Fujimoto definitely one of my favorite. Uh. Mangaka's right now. I just think they're really crushing and killing it. So uh I watched half of Bleach. Too. This I don't know. I don't know what the hell Bleach is. I don't know. I watched like half of it. I wasn't Stop feeling right it. There. I'll be honest. I, I wasn't feeling it. I gotta be honest with you. Um Bleach fans, I hope y'all have a bad day. Um Jesus Christ. <laughs> no. Niggas really go hard for that garbage, bruh. I see I seen a lot of I seen a lot of manga. Uh come and go but niggas talking about bleach being like top dog when it was the only one getting when uh kubo was the only author told ayo put the pen down you told to put it down to hang it up yes they told hang it up flat screen yes shonen jump said all right man you're gonna need to stop so uh is is this a remake or is this like a whole new series no i I think this is just like uh, the final arc that just didn't get animated. Um, okay. So they're just like doing it like, you know, because it's just it doing fe- it in shorter. The way it was presented, it felt like it was like a brand new, like a remake or a brand new series. They were like introducing characters and stuff. So I was like, I don't know if this is like a remake <laughs> or what. I was just watching nah. it. I got bored. I was like, I'm over it. Hey, Amen. Trust me. Bleach ain't that good. Don't let niggas tell you otherwise. Um but let's get to in these trenches, man. First things first, John Moxley signs an extension with AEW. Um, congrats, man. Stay your ass Five over years. there. Uh, it makes sense. Um, I think Moxley's the guy over there. He clearly, especially with, you know, whatever's going on with, we don't even know with Punk and the Elite. Moxley's clearly the number one guy in that company. And mm-hmm. if he probably get in a crazy bag, he gets to do whatever he wants. He still gets to wrestle his indie shows and do death matches and shit. So I mean, he's doing what he wants to do. And now it seems like his wife's his wife's gonna be there too. So 
hey, I don't blame him. I'll take mm-hmm. that five years too. He I, he stated this is where he wants to be for the rest of his career. I'd imagine he could end his career there. I don't think. I mean, I can't see him going back to WWE unless it's like for like Hall of Fame, and then that's probably it. But um, hey, man. yeah, man, that's good, perfectly good okay man. with that. Is perfectly okay with me. Do not come <laughs> back. Stay, stay, uh, stay, bleeding ass over there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That's great. Uh, I know, I know. A lot of people are just like, "Is AEW even going to be around in like five years?" Shit, let's hope. I'm sure it will be. I'm sure. Actually, you know what? Ass over there. I don't know what WWE. I mean, not WWE. WB be on every every day. I, I log into Twitter. WB doing something. I'm like, what do y'all? Mm-hmm. What, like, what, I don't. I don't know what nah, their niggas game killed is. Cartoon Network today, bro. I, was <laughs> I like, saw that, nah, bro. That's crazy. I was I was just sharing like old. Uh... You remember when Cartoon Network used to have like songs? They used to just like have music videos and shit instead of like a commercial break. No, I don't. I don't remember you. What? Oh, they come like, on, songs. Man. I remember like Adult Swim had songs, but like you mean like just regular no. like cartoon cartoon like, type shit. Yes, like uh... I, don't, I don't remember that. Wow. There's a De- there's a Dexter Laboratory rap that I played. Oh, in the back, chat to, the back other day. to the lab again. Yeah, I remember. I remember. Yeah, that like one. shit like that. Uh, you got a group okay, for sale. Um, walking around in circles with the Barney Rubble joint. Man, I'm, I'm I'm deep in the Cartoon Network bag, man. I was really <laughs> I was really watching that shit. But nah, uh, yeah. So I thought that was very sad to see, but I I honestly can't weep too much. I feel as if. As long as a lot of those Cartoon Network shows are still on HBO Max, I'm okay with that because I wasn't watching a lot of Cartoon Network nowadays anyway. Like, as long as I could still go watch Amazing World of Gumball in like the next eight years, then I'm cool. But then, I don't, I don't, I just don't know what's going on with Warner at this point. They're taking stuff off of that. I, I don't get that stuff they, they own. I, it, yeah. it, it's really weird. I don't get this. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what the. Thanks. I haven't. I haven't dug. Down, like I haven't really, really, really read up on whatever Warner Brothers is doing. Mm-hmm. But it just seems. It seems like counterproductive. To like, what, what it, yeah, just, I don't understand. I don't get it. But that's not for my my business mind mm-hmm. to figure out. That's some I, uh, other stuff. It just see. I, it's just concerning. I just don't know what the future for any kind of Warner product is, including AEW. Like we, we just don't know. It's shit. Well, we got a little bit of insight into. Uh, you know, AEW's sort of future with WB. Um, Kate, uh, Kat, uh, Kathleen Finch, uh, mm-hmm. WB Discovery's uh, U.S. Network Group Chair Chief Content Officer. That is a loaded title. Um, sat down with The Hollywood Reporter and just confirmed that, like, AEW... Uh, more AEW content is coming. Um, so oh, yeah, we get the, uh, the the lady show. The the um, what's it called? You get Remember? you get the you get the death of Cartoon Network, but hey, you get to get you get to see what the AEW women do when they're not on TV. Yay! Hey, it might hey, it worked for WWE, man. Total Divas worked somehow. My my thing is is that like with. When Total Diva started, obviously there was a problem with the, you know, the women's division, but like the more like, what is it? You know that uh, the fuck around and like find out chart that keeps going around. 
Yeah. And like more total diva seasons, the better the women's division gets. Yeah, I mean, and well, I just don't see that. Ha- I don't see the other half of that working for AEW. Like, I, th- I think, I think WWE saw that. Oh shit, women are actually interested in our like our, our product and our character. Maybe we should like you know actually put them on TV and take them serious. I think t- mm. Total Divas had a, a big play in that. It also brought a whole new fan base in. I don't know if. AEW is going to be based off the history we have so far. I don't know if they're willing to take that step and like really look like look past that real core eighteen to forty nine male audience that they really want. Like they, they seem really really mm-hmm. really focused on that, and nothing going to take them off of that. As long as they have yeah. the eighteen to forty nine men demo, I don't think they really care that much, which you know so, could be detrimental to mm-hmm. themselves. Honestly, in my opinion, I. I at least see right now, you know, by uh, negative bias aside, um, there's an effort to get that casual audience. Now, what, you know, these are going to have, is going to happen, it seems in the works, unless, you know, David or Zoloff or whatever the fuck I think a name is, is just like, no, this is actually really fucking stupid. Um, We're going to see these casual uh the casual audience come in with this and we'll see how they congeal and sort of mesh with the rabid uh freakazoids um of the aew uh fan base um and then we'll kind of just see how that all sort of like blends together you know what it is it's gonna take a lot of and then how that affects the show yeah yeah i'm with you i think it can take a lot of condition because i'm getting to the point I don't even care about the women's matches on the AEW Dynamite anymore. Like I'm like, oh, women's match. All right, let me go get the get the show ready. I'm like, I'm putting in show notes while the women's match is going on because I just know I I'm already conditioned to know this shit really doesn't matter. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's um, just like it just doesn't matter because they told they gave me a reason not to care, or they gave me no reasons, or they gave me no reasons to care. I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, well, shit. I think it's very hard to care about. A lot of the women's division, uh, including Verbeger, and then like I'm sorry um, to my Tony Storm fans out there, but the matches ain't really hitting, and she, Tony Storm is not really cutting any good promos or you know showing me any personality, nothing to really gravitate towards. She just truly just seems to be a she is interim in every definition right she now. She feels very very interim. She feels like the, like, like the, uh, fourth, the fourth most important thing in the whole woman. Like, you know what I mean? In the whole division, she feels mm-hmm. like. So that, that is just that I, you know, all elite women, that's going to be the, uh, the, one of the shows. I don't know what else is there going to be in AEW content, but um, there's an effort to finally get that casual audience. And I definitely think, is that WB was just like, all right, you guys are kind of getting like steady viewers. Like that's cool. And y'all, <laughs> and y'all cheap. Um, but we going to need some mo. Um, and that's okay. That's fine. That's all I got. Any other thoughts? Are you cool? Nah, man, I'm cool with it. Okay. I'm not watching. I'm not uh, going to watch. So <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll, I you know, it. say, say I might, watch the first episode. I might watch the first yeah. episode. 
Yeah. I'll see. Um, I'm going to watch the first episode and then I'm going to bring it. Uh, I'm going to bring all elite women to uh, my friend that really liked Total Divas and then just see how they uh, how they take it. Did you yeah, watch any Total Divas? Yeah. I, I think uh, I, think I, I watched like, say, the first two episodes. I think I watched like, the first two or three. I watched. I probably say I watched like uh, one and a half seasons like i watched um i watched the season where um naomi and naomi and uh natalia were feuding for the championship or whatever like Mm -hmm. during that time on smackdown i watched that um and a little bit when Renee Young was like, I think like when Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax was added, I think I watched like half that season. I was just like, I, I don't have it in me to care about TV. Like having to sit down and really watch something kills me. Like I, I say it all the time. I rather much play video games. Yeah. Um, so that's why I don't really watch TV. You know what the, the, the cool appeal about it too, about Total Divas at the time when it first came out and then we can get off of this, but um. Mm-hmm. It was like one of the first time we really got a glimpse of like backstage in WWE, like mm-hmm. for real, for real, like pulling the curtain back. Now it's a little bit more common, but like at that time when Total Divas first came out, that was like really interesting stuff. Like seeing how shit was going on backstage. Like you saw Gorilla mm-hmm. for the first time and shit. Like you saw all kinds of stuff you'd never seen before. And I thought that uh, was like you see Gorilla, Mark Carano, rest in piss. Um, <laughs> I would see Gorilla every week. What is it? You see, you see a lot of. Uh... See a lot of people just like interact. You get a lot of fun cameos and stuff like that. Yeah. I, don't know. It, uh, I definitely it really, it really changed wrestling. Yeah, it really like, changed yeah. kind of how wrestling is viewed. I definitely had my reality TV stunt. Like everybody, you know, with like Flavor of Love, Real Chance of Love, you know, I Love New York, you know, shit like that. So like reality TV was really cool at some point, but um, it's just not really in me no more. Uh, Jersey you Shore are, too. You, I'll just throw that you out. Are, you are, you are an arm reality guy. No, I can't. Uh, Yo, <laughs> I, I I wouldn't say that like I'm above it now or anything like that. It's just like just once again, I just don't. You don't like, have, you rather watch TV? I don't have the attention span to watch TV. Like, yo, you know what? You know what the funniest thing was, bro. <laughs> you know what the funniest thing was. I'm sorry, I'm going on a tangent, but like, mm-hmm. remember, remember Jersey Shore? I think they, I think there was the season when they were in Paris. I don't remember what season it was. Where the situation gave him himself a concussion? Dog, that is... No, but you know what made it so much funnier? Is the way the commercials... The commercials all week were making it seem like they really got into a fight and, like, Ronnie really mm-hmm. pumped him up. They had to put him on a treasure. So the whole the whole episode, I'm waiting for... Oh, this fight about to go crazy. They about to really get it in. <laughs> and I see this idiot... <laughs> Gold bang, his head up, <laughs> bang his head off the wall and just stumble like uh, Tua Tagliova did. Two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and just like fell on the ground. I think it was, I had tears in my. I couldn't even breathe. I was like hyperventilating. I was laughing so hard at how ridiculous nah, that, that was. shit. That shit was comedy, and it was just like, it's yeah, so- man. Um, <laughs> the architecture in Italy actually is pretty like concrete, <laughs> dummy. Um, that was a really I'm funny sorry. moment. You had but, to be um, there for it to be for like to be that funny because it's the commercials at the time. Yeah. It, it's very comedy. Uh, I, re- I remember those commercials. Um, last topic, very short, very, uh, I just thought this was really funny. Um, Ariel Hawani just out of nowhere, I th- well, like on his show, I think like today, he spoke about his Tony Khan interview um, 
and called AEW fans freakazoids because they can't take criticism. Um, show me the cap. But I thought it was kind of crazy that he just like outright was just like, nah, that interview, I hate, like he didn't really enjoy doing it and he like found it pointless. And I thought it was also really funny because it's also one of like the cheapest looking interviews that I've ever seen him do. I have, I have not seen any related. clips. I haven't seen any clips. I haven't seen anything. I don't know anything about this interview. From what um, I've been told, he did a gave up. Tony Khan gave a bunch of non-answers is what I've been told. Yeah. Um, shout out to that guy, Greg. He watched it all and gave us a spark notes. Um, and he was just like, yeah, Tony Khan just doesn't ask any of the prominent questions that is surrounding his company right now. And um I'm not surprised or shocked at all, but it was just like, this is, you know, that's your, that's the beast that you kind of created and to like not address it or talk about it is kind of just like, whatever. Um, well, was it I'm like legal stuff of, that he couldn't talk? Was that the reason he said he couldn't talk about it? Cause it was like legal stuff or. No, he just said, no, nah, I'm not willing to talk about it. Oh. No, it don't like, he just like straight up just didn't want to talk about it. Like uh, Hawani asked about the scrum. And then he asked about CM Punk and then he asked it like, you know, in like different like bursts and sections and stuff like that. But I'm seeing a lot of people just being like, well, you know, he never asked Triple H hard, like the hard questions or anything like that, because, you know, he never asked about the Vince stuff. And it, the set, the part two of the interview, I don't know, like it's heavily referenced a lot and like, there's not really much to say. And then also that is an actual pending case. Yeah, that's some other. I understand why you can't talk about that one. Because we know it's a case. We know it's some real shit going on. It ain't like a scrap backstage. Like there's some yeah. real like heavy accusations in that shit. You can't mm-hmm. really just start this. And it's a dad. Like what do you, what do you think you about to say? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then also, you know, like, like you said, it was just like, you know, the reason why he probably, uh, Tony Khan probably couldn't ask about any of the, uh, the scrum stuff is like, maybe is it due to a lawsuit or something like something yeah. like that. But somebody in the chat kind of like pointed it out. If a lawsuit was like filed, wouldn't we know by now? Probably. Yeah. I don't. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not the legal guy. Out I of, couldn't even tell but you. But like, out of, but like, out of all of like the you know sort of shit that we you know Meltzer has found or, or like Fightful, you know, uh, finding these niggas contract dates and shit like that, you would think they would like find this or you know talk about this or that's just like a no. <laughs> Maybe they just don't know. Um, I'm not sure, man. I, I saw. Uh, Helwani turning up on the timeline though he got people a little agitated. Do you? Mm-hmm. I, I saw people replying. Do you think that obviously both both companies have stands? But I saw a lot of people saying, mm-hmm. "Well, yeah, WWE fans are the same way. You can't say anything negative about them." And I'm like, uh, "Do you see that? I, maybe I just don't know if it's because my my timeline's more tailored. I find that AEW that fan base is a little bit more defensive than the WWE fans. I'm not saying that WWE fans don't get defensive about stuff because they do. Yeah. Well, like uh, the women's division is always like a big, like you won't find a bigger shield than that going around right now. Uh, uh, but yeah, yeah, the companies have stands like both of them do. But I just think like as of right now is that like the WWE stands, like, you know, like the Twitter accounts that you see, 
you you guys if you listen to the show you know exactly what i'm talking about but the people that have like wwf in their at or wwe in their oh, if you at, got that if you like, got the company name here i'm blocking you off rip. Horror, I know you, got some bull- I, you got some bullshit i already know it hard hard meat rider but <laughs> those guys aren't defensive they just make fun of AEW a lot. You get me? Like, yeah. It's, I feel like with AEW, it's very, like, they have the sword and the shield. Like, anything that goes, like, wrong in the WWE, they're ready to, like, you know, fight. But as soon as you, you know, put the mirror in their own reflection, they get, like, really defensive. I feel like the WWE stands, they're all just, like, all attack. Because AEW, admittedly, it's a shitty product. So um, it's not great. And then also, like, AEW, like, the the freakazoids that you mentioned, like, yeah, they get very crybaby. <laughs> it just is what it is. Um, I mean, like, another example, uh, you know, when Death Triangle was doing their trios match against um, Dragon Lee and them. Or whatever, and then mm. Justin was just like, "Y'all really feeling this?" And then there was called they were calling Justin a racist. <laughs> they said, "You so said you hate Mexicans." That well, like, no, not funny. It was Death Triangle versus like Aussie Open, but like, I don't know, like, you just wouldn't see shit like that. I don't know, man. Like, if somebody was just like, you know. Seth Rollins is having a match, and somebody was just like, "Y'all not feeling? Uh, y'all feeling this?" People are gonna be like, "Uh, eh. like it's not gonna be like, oh, you hate Latinos." <laughs> but also, you gotta remember the count that sometimes stuff's coming from. People have already kind of made their mind up about how they feel about Justin. Same with you. Same with me. Mm-hmm. Same with Meals. So, I'm just saying, it's just not like you know. It, but I just I, doesn't I, garner I the same reaction, you know? Yeah. Um, just based on my timeline and how I've seen things so far, um, the tribal, like, there's so many buzzwords that have come out since AEW has started anyway. Tribalism. Uh, there was some other shit that was before that. I forgot. But, like, there's been, like, three buzzwords. Uh, what about-ism was, uh, was another thing that was, like, going around, you know. All, all, all sorts of shit since the birth of AEW, but like you know, that's no like coincidence. Um, but like it is what it is. But I definitely think Ariel Hawani, like he said what he said, and then they instantly proved his point because they're just like, oh man, you you never asked Triple H like the hard questions, or whatever. You know how hard it is to talk about a near death experience, and then Triple H was just like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll talk about it. Yeah, I'm sorry you Tony Khan don't want to answer those goddamn questions. Is how is your relationship with Punk right now a hard question? You like the it name must or you not don't? Be, it, it must be. It must not be too good if they're if they're uh, if he wasn't yeah. able to answer it. Something I don't know. Like asking how you feel about one of your employees is a hard question. I I do think it's interesting that they versus got a near death experience. Yeah, I, I do think it's interesting that um, Tony Khan, the guy who tweets everything all the time, all of a sudden can't talk during an interview. I think that's really interesting. Now all yeah, of a sudden right? he, all of a sudden he he got a closed mouth. But you know when he's on Twitter, he'll say anything. 
Yeah, he'll say anything. Like, you know, how many accounts have we seen on there that would just like question some of his booking decisions, and then he'll just you know reply he'll to that dunk tweet, on, He'll right? dunk on him, and then and then promote yeah. rampage. <laughs> yeah, like, and then suddenly Ariel Wani is just like, hey, so like, what's you know what's your relationship with your biggest star in your company? And you say no. You don't want to talk about the Cody thing. Does that still hurt? Like, you know, uh, maybe I'll watch it. I haven't seen it yet. I think, uh, I mean, go ahead. I don't think it's, I don't think it's that long. I just like, uh, you know, Greg did his damn thing. Just being, you know, watching that and just be like, well, Tony Khan doesn't really answer anything or like makes us privy to anything like, uh, you know, this is what it is. Like, Ari Hawani straight up asked about Sasha Banks and Naomi. And Triple H was just like, you know, even if he's capping, he at least answered the fucking question versus yeah. just like, no, nah, I don't want to answer that. Then why the fuck did you want to have an interview? If you just wanted to promote something, just pay for ad time somewhere. I mean, what is it? He go on Busted Open Radio every goddamn week? Yeah. What do you need to go on Ari Hawani to promote something? What was it even promoting? Just the Toronto shows or just an interview just to have an interview? I feel like uh, just like the upcoming like shows, honestly. Okay. That's fine. Then. Um, I'll yeah, be there. It is what it is. Um, also, he talks about... Uh, just one last thing before we go to AEW. He says, once again, that uh, AEW is like the biggest wrestling uh, promotion in uh, the UK. And I was just like, dog, please... Whatever numbers that you're about to show us, you can't do what WWE did in Cardiff, bro. You just can't. Yeah, I, I believe I believe it might be like on free TV and in, in, um in UK, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, or something like that. Uh, I was just like, come on now, you can't you can't shut you can't shut the city down for a week like Mania do or how Cardiff did. Yeah, you just can't. Um, but with all that said, man. Let's get into AEW. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. Here comes Daniel Garcia now. The Ring of Honor, pure champion, Daniel Garcia. And Jericho has no idea. Good for you, Daniel Garcia. Good for you. Finally, someone sticking up for the values oh, of that terrible. code of honor. Oh, wait a minute. Have, oh, oh, watch out. Oh, oh, psycho knee from Danielson. And wait, Garcia. Oh. What have you done? Okay. AEW. Um, first time in Canada, man. Toronto. The crowd. Good crowd. Good crowd. Good big crowd too. They haven't had a big crowd Um, in a minute. Yeah. Um, Don't get good crowd confused with good show, um, because this was not it. But I will say that Jungle Boy versus Luchasaurus was actually pretty good. Story, good. story aside, uh, you know, disregard that. The bell finally rung, and these two dudes finally just like did, you know, what they kind of just do best. Like Jungle Boy's not really that great of a talker. Um, definitely his strong suit is like his in-ring work. Luchasaurus, uh, Luchasaurus finally tapped back into what we saw when, uh, you know, it was like him fighting Wardlow and shit like that. You know, um, yeah finally having a decent match um no it all worked out i didn't i didn't think that table spot was like uh 
you know, I like that table spot. It was, pretty, it was pretty smooth. It was a real smooth table spot too. Like nobody, mm-hmm. nobody messed it up. Great sunset flip. Uh, I like that. Do you know? Do you know how long the match was? It felt very I breezy. Don't. I ain't gonna lie. It was a really good match. Uh, uh, I missed like I missed like the first like five minutes of the show. So I couldn't even. Do oh, okay. That. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I thought this. Uh, to me. I know, I know you're going to feel uh, different, yeah, but this is the yeah, best 14 match on the show. Long. It was the 14 minutes long. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. It was the best match on the show. Oh, okay. Uh, I definitely thought this was the best match on the show. Um, I would even say check this out. Yeah, no, it was very like, good. I gave, I gave yeah, it a four. Yeah. I gave it a four. It was, I thought it was really good. Like, I would absolutely recommend people to, like, see this match. So that is a glowing review of that, that's a jungle boy match at that um but no I, I thought it was really cool um i just you know i just wish that jungle boy was just interesting you know <laughs> they're trying they're trying to like, give him a, a little bit more of an edge they gave him his real name back He's jungle boy jack perry now mm-hmm. like because this match is really fucking good man and I just feel like, you know, next week or, you know, as the more that this Christian uh, kind of situation continues, like, you know, it's kind of like the opposite. Well, a lot of people on AEW are like the opposite of Bray, but it was just like, you know, everything's good until the bell rings uh, or like everything's bad until the bell rings with this kid. <laughs> um, but no, nah, he definitely showed me something, man. If Jungle Boy could really like put on like this and then, you know, sort of like develop more of. I don't know. Like, I don't find his character to be like naive, but like, I feel like uh, he's a boy. He's jungle boy, not jungle man. Yeah, yet. Uh, lacks. Uh, it's just it, it, it's it's lacking in a sense. But this match really good. I really liked it. Uh, next we have the Moxley and Hangman Page promo. I'ma be real. Hangman promos don't hit the same since I know he a hoe. Wait, why see how what happened? Wait, what happened? I don't know, man. This shit, this shit, nah. Uh, Mostly really been shitting on this nigga, bro. I ain't gonna cap you down, bro. You know what's funny? Um, I like this. I like the promo. He started punching himself in the head. I didn't think he needed to do all that. That seemed a little unnecessary. You like trying to make know. himself bleed, Ric Flair style. It didn't really work. Yeah. I feel like I think he was trying to make himself bleed and it didn't I, work. Like Hangman was trying to talk like a tough guy here, and it wasn't working. But I like when Hangman Page is more of a sincere, uh, like the uh, well, like. I like when he's, I know this sounds fucked up, but I like when he's depressed. <laughs> uh, I feel like we truly get like really good, like emotional, like if it feels a little more raw, uh, those promos here. Instead, you felt this like, more like a standard wrestling promo kind of, right? Just really aggressive. Yeah. Like, and I was just like, where did this stem from? Because like, there's, he doesn't get any vignettes or anything like that to really like, you know, make sense of these emotions that he's feeling. And I guess yeah. he's trying to keep it out of work shoot territories. Um, this is a very light work shoot. Very light. He didn't go. To, to, yeah. like, I like that. I like that. I, I prefer. And then, uh, you know, he, he talks about like his emotion. He talks about his daughter and stuff like that. And I was just like, you're cutting a Dax promo. This is not you. Mm. But the match should be that, good. That is, that is Dax's bag. Yeah, I'm sure they'll be. I'm sure be good match. I thought it was really interesting that nobody, like, as soon as the MJF popped up, like everybody just turned their attention to MJF, and it was kind of like it kind of took away from the promo a little bit. You could just that's see why whole, he needs to stop being out there. 
Yeah, I think they put him on that little ledge too much. They should have just left him out of that, in my opinion. But it's fine. Like, I understand what they were, backstage. I understand what they were trying to do. They were trying to, you know, but ooh, he's, he's looming in the shadows. He could cash it any time. But he he's looming in the shadows as he's with in a big old spot star as with fuck a, with a big old spotlight yeah. on. <laughs> this is like Tony. Stupid people, man. Um, next we have the Jericho versus Brian Danielson for the ROH championship. I'll let you go first since I just went first twice. Jericho Danielson. I uh, I liked I I liked the match till the end. Um I thought that Brian was definitely he felt like it felt like Brian they clearly were going working off the crowd like a la kind of Hogan Rock in Canada where like obviously Jericho is clearly the heel in this, but because he gets so much love in Canada that they were going to cheer for him anyway. So Brian worked more of a heel style. And it reminded me more of kind of when he worked in Ring of Honor, you know, his last championship run where he was a heel for most of it. it he kind of worked that same style, which is my favorite era of Brian Nielsen. So I really liked the way that they had the match going. And I was cool with the match until about, the ref bump and then the title came in and then took forever for Daniel Garcia to come out. So they just both staring at each other while Jericho had the belt in his hand for mad long. It felt like, it felt like five minutes, you know, probably like that always, that minutes. always happens. Like it's always <laughs> like he holds the belt mad long or he holds yeah. the bat mad long. Yeah. I, NXT happened last week. This week it happens on AEW with this weird, like waiting for somebody to run in. And then, you know, Daniel Garcia, I guess, you know, staying with Jericho. I don't, I don't, I don't know what the end game with this all is. It feels like, it's just, you know what it kind of feels like? It kind of feels like when they did the weird old, like they did the weird bait and switch with fucking Christian and Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy where they had like Luchasaurus turn and then like not turn. You know what I mean? Like it's, I don't it's, it's confusing. It's very, I, 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 I'm Would looking you, forward to them explaining this next week how they're going to make sense because it's really weird. I don't, I don't get it's it. It's not stupid. Um, if I wasn't already off the Daniel Garcia train now, I'm off. <laughs> I think uh, I don't want to say the kid's a lost cause, but you know, just another instance of if you're still around Jericho, I don't care for you. Um, oh, I told you this is going to this is going to a revolution. I'm telling you, this is going to go on forever. No, like no, nah, that that's cool and all, but don't expect me to care until after revolution or care about the kid after like revolution. I don't know. I don't think this was better than their previous two matches. No. Um, And then the Garcia turn, it just, it was just some weird shock factor. Also, uh, I find it really funny that this isn't the main event. Um, I, you know, as soon as I saw this was the main event, I said, okay, I know how this is going to end. I know how the other title match is going to end. That's that's I already knew it. I was like, yeah. I, 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 I was just like, bullshit is expected. Um, as far as I I see a lot of people just being like, oh man, Daniel, Brian Danielson keeps losing. Hey man, stop caring about the nigga. That's all I got to say. Uh, I I think this, uh, I think the longer his AEW stink goes, the more that he's like getting removed from goat territory. No, oh, it's he's still my go. He, you... he, he's no longer he's no longer go. He's starting to get to just really good wrestler to me. 
Don't do that. I, it, I hate people have been saying it. I know Justin was saying it for a while back now. I see, I'm starting to see more people on the timeline say it. It's, loser, it's, starting dog. To, it's starting to feel kind of 99 Brettish a little bit. I see, I see where the, the vision now is feeling 99 Brett. And I knew I wasn't watching WCW at the time, but I get the gist. I, I see what, you, yeah. you you couldn't you couldn't win the big one multiple times, and then you couldn't even win the smaller one. What can you win? About you had before. Um, he hasn't really won anything important yeah. yet. Yeah, at best, like, he had a tie. Dan- <laughs> like, yeah, Danielson just doesn't really feel like he's doing anything significant. Like, yeah, the matches might be you know high profile or you know they might be title matches, but like they truly feel insignificant um, when he's in it. Cause shit, nigga's a loser. Um, I, I, I just think this, uh, it's, it, it, it's weighing thin. Like I'm really starting to care less when Danielson is put into these, uh, these sort of positions, not to, uh, you know, I don't know. He's just booked poorly. Like, I think this is probably like one of the worst, like, you know, worst shits I've seen from the kid. He has seven losses this year. I don't know the exact who he lost to, but he has seven losses. Most of them bitches is probably title matches. I believe so. I'm going to look it up right now. I'm on a cage match real quick. And also, I, I don't think, I don't even, I don't even think that like him, well, like in AEW, lose, you know, wins and losses are important. I just feel like he's always put into these title matches just to lose. Yeah, it's, it's happening a lot. Um, like it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, you could pull up the stat, but I just want to move on to the uh, Daniel Garcia portion of it. Dog, can this kid emote? Like, can he? Yeah, like- I, saw, I saw. I saw you guys talk about that in the, in the Discord. You didn't. You didn't feel a sense of like conflict in his face. Yeah, when he did like, that. It, it, like when he does it, he does it. He doesn't look like he doesn't look remorseful. It's uh, you know, JSH or like heels or whatever. It, he doesn't like maniacally laugh or you know feel like oh I got like the upper hand on you and like you know revels in that. Like he just has like the neutral face, just like stent face. Throughout the whole thing, mm-hmm. he doesn't even smile when the JSH hugs him. He doesn't even frown when looking at you know Brian uh, Danielson, who he like I guess admired or like some shit. Like, dude is like, niggas, this nigga's cardboard, bruh. This is <laughs> I, I like, I don't get it. And the matches aren't really hitting him for me no more. I liked his last. What was his last match? I think I liked it. But I understand where you're coming uh, from. I feel like he doesn't. He, I don't think his, he emotes his, to the crowd. You know, in, in wrestling, um, you have to emote to. You know, you have, you have you have you have to over exaggerate your emotion because you're you're you, in a crowd. You full are of a 10, storyteller. Ten, you're in a crowd full of ten thousand plus people, and everybody needs to see your emotions. And if, you, if we can't even see it on the camera, then you know the people in the in the upper decks can't see what's going. You know, what I mean, they can't feel like you can't get a feel of where this is going, which was kind of where I was a little lost. Just like, okay, mm. what is this about? Like, it was just like, what does all this mean? Like, 
you you know those old Walmart t-shirts that is the Darth Vader and it's like sad, happy, depressed, annoyed <laughs> yeah. or whatever. And it's the same face over and over. Like that's that's uh Damn Daniel Garcia. Garcia. Like he, he like there he didn't leave anything to speculation by just like you know just having like a slanty face or whatever. Like dude is just he he's not a good storyteller um as of right now. Maybe he'll grow into that, but like Telling a nigga to show your face, it's kind of crazy. Um, yeah, that's it. And then Pac versus uh Orange Cassidy for the All Atlantic. I trust me, I you know, I ain't care for this one. I like the actually did like this match. I do think Cassidy and Pac have great chemistry. Um, I did enjoy this match. I like the story they told. Well, I guess to a degree, yeah, I did like the story they told. I, I actually just like this match. I thought, um, the whole trying. With the bell thing, the referee takes it, and then he had another bell in there. But you know, it gives Cassie enough time to get the punch in and to get the moves in. I thought it was a good. I thought it was a really fun match. They have, like I said, they have great chemistry. Um, Cassie wrestled with urgency. Um, he, you know, after rampage or battle of the belts, one of the show, battle of the belts. You know, when he came back and attacked uh, Pack, he had a lot of urgency and a lot of like heat and vigor towards. Um, Pack, I like that. And I think that this match kind of matched that intensity, which I think was needed for this for the finish. Um, as far as the all Atlantic championship goes and Pac's run, I couldn't even tell you how Pac's run went because I didn't watch them them damn matches on YouTube. Um, I'm I'm interested to see what they do with Orange Cassie holding that belt. I understand why Orange Cassie has the belt. I think, you know. He deserves it. He's, he's way more, more popular than Pac. So yeah, he's more, he's more popular. And plus, Pac doesn't need two championships. I don't. So, mm-hmm. let's take that belt off of him and give Ward Cassie something to do. And then Pac can just worry about the trio championship. Um, yeah, I thought the match was good. I enjoyed it. I was trying to capture the point and move that payload um, during this <laughs> match. But um, when I heard, it's Danhausen. I said, yeah, let me focus on this match, man. I need to man, win this. You, you know, you know what uh, it is. Ta- I know, but I was tearing, I was tearing niggas' ass up in Nepal, bro. Just letting them niggas know. In Nepal. Um, yeah, I didn't really care for that. Uh, quick hits. We got War Joe versus the Factory. I said, nigga, please. <laughs> um. I, I tweeted this because at this point, this is the only thing that makes sense. Who's turning on t- who? Is Samoa Joe turning on Wardlow or Wardlow turning on Samoa Joe? That has to be the end game of this, right? Why are these two teaming together? Motherfucker. <laughs> that's, is, that not, is that not the end game? That's the only thing I can think of. This reminds me of when Joe and Finn Balor were teaming together. And um, mm-hmm. the Dusty team. You knew one of them were turning. Like, you knew for a fact one of them dudes would turn on Right. They brought back the pinnacle to face fucking mega jobbers. The embassy's forever, man. I come on now. I don't know. I'm a, I'm I'm me. The warlord train. I'm out. Samoa Joe. We kind of stand for life, you know, because I feel like you know, as soon as it stints over, you you know, you might go on to bigger and better things or some shit. You feel me? He's just wrestling the you know keep the blood flowing but warlow dog they are wasting this young man's time they're wasting my time 
Absolutely. But <laughs> this, this, this is embarrassing. On a more positive note, boy, FTR is over. Jesus Christ. Also, yeah. this is this this is how I know we're in a wrestling boom right now. Niggas got excited for the Good Brothers on Raw, and niggas got excited for Sean Spears, Sean Spears. On, <laughs> on Dynamite. I said people are just happy Garrett. to watch some wrestling, dog. Because why are he's, we? He's Canadian. <laughs> I know, but still, it's Sean Spears. <laughs> Who cares? My guy, my guy, Canadian, bro. That's all. Um, but the pinnacle's back, and I'm just like, whatever. The, the pinnacle is back, and they're like at the bottom of the totem totem pole. Very ironic. Um, Swerve versus Billy Gunn. I couldn't tell you much about this match, man. Uh, all I know is Mark Sterling came out at the end, and it was some of the worst shit I ever seen. He kills every every time the segment with him involved. It just died. I know the crowd was saying shut the fuck up to him and all that stuff. Like he was getting heat. But I don't know, he just like ruins every segment he's in when he comes out. I'm like, oh shut the fuck up. Like I'm like, with the crowd. Shut what, the fuck up. What, what what's up with AEW in the well, I have a legal binding contract, or you know, I I own this or he, I trademark that. He's a lawyer. No, but I but I know that's standard for him, but what the fuck? Uh uh uh, uh it happened with the firm too. Wasn't he there, lawyer? Uh, uh, I don't know. Shit, I have no idea. But they were just know. like, "Oh, we 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 bought uh, Orange Cast. Uh, what is it? Isaiah Cassidy and uh, Mark Quinn out of their contract. So now they're you know with the firm now. And then like uh, Matt Hardy's gonna fight for their freedom. A slave owner, Sandra Bullock blindside ass shit is this man? I'm what saying she's stupid, yo. yo. I don't know. Um, um, man, uh, the acclaim boy, boy, are they over? They're getting Enzo and Cass level pops at this point. New Age Outlaw level pops at this point. It's pretty impressive. I think. I think Mila brought this up before. I think Max Casher needs to do the thing that John Cena was doing, where he would end the bar the most like obvious line ever, and then let the crowd do it. I think that would really take it to the next level. I th- well, isn't that uh, what is it? The acclaim have arrived. Can't the crowd just sing that? They do. Or they they, do you they want do, them more involved do. with the rap? Yeah, I want them more involved with the rap. I think okay. just take the last line. Just do something like real easy. Everyone in the crowd I mean, know what you're gonna say. It's a it's scissor me, daddy ass. Not uh, good enough for y'all. That's pretty. Over. I don't know. That's I feel very like, over. That's I don't know. I feel, I, uh, I feel like they fair. have something to chant. That's fair. Yeah. The fair. acclaim have arrived. If every rap ends like that, they can scream that with Bowens. Um, that's true. That's true. I think they do. What is it? Uh, you know, scissor me, daddy. I like what? Come on, niggas. They have so many catchphrases already. You can just say literally say anything. <laughs> um, but yeah, it is what it is. Um, and then we got the women's match. You got anything to say about it? I don't. Why did Karashita get the pin? That where I was. What what that do? I, I that was really confusing to me. I don't. <laughs> what was the reasoning for her getting the pin out of anybody in that match? She's a she's not doing anything. You know what I mean? So I thought that was interesting. It, it was on Brit she, of all thing of all. Yeah, reasons. she. The thing is, is that her car. She does not doing anything. And then like, they're not going to do anything with this one. <laughs> That's the thing. So. It, it's not like it's not like Brit is going to be feuding with Car Shida because she's clearly feuding with Soraya. So like it is. Is this gonna make Hikaru Shida the number one contender so she could lose to to Tony Storm? 
So Tony Storm could finally have a singles match? Probably. Yeah, I guess so. They could do that. But I feel like I feel like Jamie's going. If I feel like Jamie's the next step for Tony Storm, right? I would imagine. I I thought that was a really weird for her to win that match. That's, I saw. Mm. But besides that, the match was fine. I thought it was a, I thought it was a fine match. Um, you know, you know what you know what spot I'm getting really 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 tired of. I think I've, I probably brought it up on here before. NXT used to do it to death. I you know what I blame I blame FTR for this. The push, <clears throat> the push the guy on top of the pin to like break the pin up. I'm so over that damn spot. My nigga, <laughs> I am so glad over. you said that. I fucking hate that. I, I blame FTR for that. So that's that was nigga. Their fault. The, the young bucks will do that shit like eight times in a match. Yeah, I know. I get it. It is very practical, but sometimes a match just needs to end. <laughs> When they push the nigga and the match ends three minutes later, we could have cut this bitch down. <laughs> I just don't shit. like the push. I just don't like the push. I don't know. I remember I remember FTR and Gargano and Champions do it all the time. And you know, ever since then it's become like a staple in them like high level indie hybrid TV tag team matches that NXT was doing. And I, I think it's uh, adopted to all the other companies. Yeah, and I think that, like, it's whatever. I find, like, it is a very practical spot. Like, I get it. But, like, sometimes in you got three for both teams. Y'all, sh- y'all sharing this motherfucker. Y'all get three. That's it. But I think that's, like, uh, what is it? You don't get a lot of good near falls with the push thing. Because you can see it coming a mile away. It looks like cause the guy would be like right in position to like push yeah. the other guy. It, it doesn't look good. I, I'm, I'm over it. Yeah. Um, it is what it is. Uh, let's get into NXT. Um, I don't know where uh, where should we start? Um, do you like the new commentary team? I was gonna ask do you. Do you want to talk about Booker? Uh, yes. A little bit more I subdued think, than I thought okay. it was gonna be. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was saying a little no, bit no, no, more no, no, subdued no, no, no. Booker than I thought it was gonna be. I thought we we're gonna get like over the top Booker this week. I feel like we didn't get that. Maybe he's kind of leading into it a little bit. I feel. I I feel like it's coming soon. Yeah, it'll come soon. I, I don't know if he's familiar with everybody on the show as well. Mm-mm, so definitely not. <laughs> um uh uh what is it? I like that commentary. Um they kind of just highlighted that Booker is like new to the commentary yeah. table. So like Vic Joseph is asking him a lot of his thoughts on the current roster. And um that's cool. And then you know, also uh Booker doesn't like niggas is normal. 
Um, <laughs> seems to be a trend. Uh, yeah, um, except like Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams, but like you know, uh, I like I like, I like that he I had like Trick is his guy too. Yeah, I like how he had um he was like talking about having like flashbacks when he saw uh Braun doing like Rick Steiner moves and stuff. Like, yeah, I remember those me and Stevie, whatever the hell they were talking about. I miss I missed that match. I'm seeing it here and I was just like, huh, that was uh oh uh, Braun versus it, did this start the show? Started the show, yeah. Started the show with this match. Oh shit, fuck, I missed it. Cause <laughs> shit, I thought the show started with uh Nathan Frazier and Axiom. No, but we will get there. Uh, as far as um, kill, that was a killer start to the show, yeah, in my <laughs> in my perspective, <laughs> my start of the show. Um, yeah, Javier, big body Javi versus Braun Breaker, standard match. Uh, I think Braun got his moves in and all yada yada, and then um, mm. I believe Ilya came Ilya. out first, mm-hmm. and then they got at it, and then Jamie Diddy McDonough comes out. Diddy like pushes. Ilya into Braun or something like that. And Braun's like, what the fuck? Uh, and then that kind of ends that. And then later on in the show, Ilya's about to leave. Then Grayson Waller's like, yo, where you going, big dog? And then he's like, you want to fight? So they got to fight later on. But we'll get to that when we get to that. But as far as um the opening segment, I thought it was cool. It got, it got his point across. It got Braun a, a, a rep in. Because I, I don't think he's wrestled. And probably since the title match in class. Yeah, yeah, it's been a minute. So it's good to see him in the ring do something. That's all I got for that. Okay. I forgot the match happened or like the match was scheduled. So I just, you know, when I saw it on the, I was like, big body, how are you wrong? When the fuck that happened? <laughs> um, but it's cool. Axiom versus Nathan Frazier. Boy, these niggas must have forgot what show they was on. These niggas must have saw, they must have read TakeOver uh, on the Vince because these I niggas are doing absolutely ape shit. I read dynamite. This, this felt like a dynamite, like, like a um. It was going crazy. Yeah, this felt like a dynamite match. It was like a lot of just like move, just moves on moves, and just like I can't keep up. It's a lot going on. Um, but yeah, man, I don't. Out of the three, I think the second one was the best one. I don't remember which one was which. Oh, yeah. I like this, this one, one a lot was, better. Um, this one was really, stakes. really good. These guys were, yeah, it does have stakes, so it adds to it. But this one was just like, man, these guys are good. I, you know, I've always known, I, you know, the Axiom gimmick at first really kind of, I wasn't really feeling it. I don't think A-Kid was very accustomed to working in a mask. I don't know if he worked in the mask before, but it felt like he was still getting used to it. I think he kind of like, he got used to the mask now. I also like how he switched the colors up too. He didn't have just one like, signature color. I think it's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But, um. Yeah, man, this match, these guys have great chemistry, man. Nathan in the ladder match is going to go crazy. That dude is so quick. And yeah, both, of you guys are, both of you guys are special. I don't, I don't think, I don't believe either of you guys are like over 25. Maybe a kid might be a little bit over. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm very curious where these two guys go forward uh, in there uh, after the ladder match. Um We'll see what happens there. But, yeah, I thought this match was really good. That's all yeah, uh, I got really uh, uh, Axiom's 25, Nathan Frazier's 24. So, you guys are, like, really the future of this. And I'm really excited to see what these guys do going forward. I hope they put them in a tag team, honestly, for mm-hmm. a little bit. That'd be cool. Yeah, no, that's going to be fire. I can't wait to uh, – I am I would say for Nathan Frazier, I think he's a really good face. Uh, I want to see what Axiom can – as uh, I don't know. I uh, I feel like Axiom is 
a little bland. Um, yeah, that's about it. Like, uh, no, nah, you want to you want to like see what Axiom's about post this Nathan Frazier best of three? Well, I like we already know, especially like from this, without a shadow of a doubt, this nigga can wrestle. Yeah, we knew um, that. I just need something to be, you know, just uh, yeah. you know what he needs. I, I just need he, something to latch on to. He he needs a super villain arch enemy. That's the problem. He didn't have an arch enemy. What kind of super who we yeah. have an arch enemy? Uh, and please let it be anybody but Von Wagner. I was thinking Von Wagner because I was literally thinking it should be Von Wagner. Let it like <laughs> I think that'd be Von, a great move. Von Wagner has been everybody's top. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Keep it going. Like can't. Can, can we get like other heels form in here? Um, who do you, who, who would you want to be his his his, uh, his his arch nemesis? Probably a newer guy. Honestly, I wouldn't say uh, I wouldn't say any current established heel. Okay. Um, and God, like Quincy. I say I say no, Von Wagner. <laughs> You're wild for saying Quincy. <laughs> Quincy's, Quincy's not a villain. Um, please for. The love of God, keep this nigga away from Joe Gacy. Oh, do not make this nigga his fucking. Oh no, I didn't think about that. Don't please, just don't. I would, I dog triple. I mean, uh, Shawn Michaels, please, bro. I would truly, greatly appreciate if it wasn't that nigga. Um, speaking of uh, Joe Gacy and the dyad and stuff like that. Um, we get the dyad, uh, Team BBC, and the Rednecks. They have a really good match here. Um, yeah, that's about it. That's all I can really say. Uh, the Red, uh, the Rednecks. They continue to impress. I think they're starting. Yo, that Josh Briggs hot tag. I've never seen yeah, that. When he throws the guy crazy. up on the ropes and it's. I've never seen that before. Have you seen that before? I've never seen. A no, that, that shit was crazy. That was hot. Um, I'm starting to feel as if the rednecks are actually too big for this NXT pod now. You think so? I think they're ready to move. Um, I would definitely think like I wouldn't be shocked Uso, if they got called up. Like post Uso reign, when those belts get like freed up and like you know, we sort of like need more tags in this division, throw the rednecks up. I can uh, see them get called up. I think I think they already have a gimmick that people could really latch on and gravitate towards. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're already silly characters. I know it would farm. be leaving. I think it would be. Excuse me. I know leaving Fallon Henley behind might not be the ideal situation, but they could bring her I, up too. I mean, shit, they ain't bring up Electra. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, I understand. But no, I. I know, I know a lot. I know that might be a hot take for a lot of people, or just be like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" But I do think that no, I agree with you. The Rednecks need to, uh, they need new opponents, especially if like, I don't know, if they're not going to get those NXT championships. I definitely think that like, uh, they can just move up. I don't, they don't, they don't really need that accolade, man. You, you know what it is. is. You know what it is. They're, they're that original class. A lot of those guys that were there on the first episode two point they're probably ready. Mm-hmm. They could probably kind of send these guys up like low key, like a, a good amount of them. Mm-hmm. You could probably send up, and I including the rednecks. I think they're ready. I mean, I, I feel like Josh Briggs has been wrestling for a long time anyway. Not like, not like either of these guys are like 
new to this. You know what I mean? I think Briggs has been wrestling mm-hmm. for a minute, and um, Jensen's second generation. So, like, yeah, set him up. I don't. It's yeah. fine. I understand. I understand where you're coming from with that one flu. So, because the teams are going to need both shows are going to need teams. Also, mm-hmm. there's there's probably like 50 guys in the freaking PC ready to go up. They could be a tag team. They could easily replace yeah. those guys. Uh, yeah, I agree there. Um, I, I, I just can't wait for that. Um, team BBC wins, so it's going to be them versus uh, Pretty Deadly. That could be a fun match. I like, I like yeah. you know, family. Boy. I think they're really good prospects. My I'm happy. Thing... I'm happy Malik took that damn sweater vest off, too. <laughs> yeah. Take that corny shit off. You're embarrassing us. Uh, <laughs> I think, um, I think it's going to be really, I, I, uh, we saw a little bit, uh, fuck. Why is it escaping me? I know what I want to say. Um, we saw a glimpse of it in this match, but I would like to see uh, how this uh, how Anofa and Blade work with bigger opponents because pretty deadly, they not no small motherfuckers, man. They some so, big boys. Um, I I can't wait to see how um, that match works out. Next, we get JC Jane versus Alba Fire. <laughs> I'm sorry, this match ain't good. Yo, all there were like three women's matches on tonight. I mean, yesterday. And I don't think any of them went over like five minutes, <laughs> or even like close yeah, to uh, it. And what's crazy, we're in a pa- we're in a pa- parallel universe because I felt like Indy Hartwell had the best women's match on the show. Yeesh. Yeesh. <laughs> That's saying something. Um, I d- couldn't tell you a thing that happened in this match. Um, except so- even- Sonya Deville's here. Yeah, that's um, that's the bigger story here. That Sonya Deville is here. From what I've heard, I, I'm assuming Mandy can take some time off. I believe she lost a family member recently. So mm-hmm. she's gonna take some time off. So I think uh Sonia being you know the replay the substitute for a little while, that's fine. Let Manny take the that's time what, she uh, needs. I think Sonia's I, I hold think her like, own. Yeah, and I think like a lot of segments that were probably like planned, uh, you know, because Mandy will have a singles match every now and then. So I think like it uh Sonia just filling that gap for now until Halloween Havoc, which is not actually that far away. It's all good and dandy with me. Um I I saw a lot of people just questioning if, like, you know, will this be the end of her title reign that she's going to be, like, taking time off for, like, you know, grieving? Uh, I don't really want to speculate that. Yeah, I don't want to speculate that. Um, But I will say that she could be a champion and grieve. I don't know if that's nasty to say, but that is definitely It depends on how much time she wants to take off. Because I believe it it was her Mm -hmm. brother. Is it her brother? Yeah. Um, yeah, then you know, maybe she wants to take, you know, as much time as she needs. That could take you don't want to hold I, up the I women's th- championship. I think that Mandy could still take that step back. And this is where you sort of like kind of shift the gears or you know, you start hitting the throttle a little bit on Roxanne and Cora Jade's feud. And then when Mandy's ready to return, you know, whatever for the next takeover or like the next big show, this is where, you know, you like kind of plug her back into that. And then um toxic attraction, toxic attraction is someone you can still still be in that sort of realm. Um, if Alvire loses, I pray to not see her again in this uh in the NXT zone. Um, but whatever happens, happens. Uh, mm-hmm. 
You know what? That's you know what's gonna happen. You know what's gonna happen. Dragonoff versus you put Frazier, but it's actually uh Waller. Grayson Waller. I don't know why I put Frazier. And I'm not gonna lie, I turned it off. I, I wasn't I I was I, I wasn't super it. invested. I knew no it, the match was fine. I thought um I <laughs> Why'd really you think we're already recording the show. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I I think um I like Waller. I like I like how he interacts with the crowd. I feel like Waller is more of a like a big arena act. I feel like he's too big for like his his energy and his too his like his gimmick is too big time for NXT crowd, if it makes sense. Like that crowd too small for him. I don't feel it's that. I just feel like he's really stagnant in NXT. Like he's not yeah, doing had, anything. They, like him, bro. Since the Gargano thing, he hasn't really done anything. Like they like, don't. They don't for, know what to do with him. For Tony D'Angelo, like, yeah, he's had like a a, a real storyline, or like with Sant uh, with Santos Escobar, and you know, uh, a little bit with Cameron Grimes and you know injuries and stuff like that. But like, you know. He was in title matches at least, you know. Like D'Angelo, he, he was yeah, like, D'Angelo's involved in stuff. I feel like racing besides the Apollo Cruz shit, which is weird. Terrible. I, it's fucking bad. It's so bad. Yeah. Um, I didn't watch this. Like, I already knew I already know or knew what was gonna happen. Racing Wall was gonna lose either shit. He was gonna lose. I don't really care how we got there. Um <laughs> Yeah, I'm just uh Normally, normally I would watch a Dragonoff match. So you know, Dragonoff is one of my like favorite wrestlers right now. But like, fast forward me to the pay per view, or don't give me a Waller match, or give this nigga uh, opponents that matter, like Zion Quinn and fucking Waller. Like I don't care about either of these guys, man. They these guys are so fucking like stagnant or losers. And obviously, they could afford to take a loss, so like it doesn't matter. But yeah. like. Oh my god, I don't give a shit about Waller, man. This he used to really be like I thought this man was gonna like shit. No, he had, he's rival. He had, he had so much heat after the after the Gargano thing. I feel like they just didn't know what to do after that. They're like, okay, now what? <laughs> so crazy. Um quick he's hits, the only man. one on this show who's also I feel like he's kind of just lost in, in whatever, but mm-hmm. Uh, quick hits, we get Valentin Faraz versus Indy Hartwell. And I thought this match was really good. Um, oh, I wouldn't say really good. I think it was just fine. It was uh, for Indy Hartwell, shit. Um, <laughs> that was the seems match like that happened. Was, you know, getting getting her footing back. I thought it was cool. I saw people were upset that she won with like a superplex. I was just like, yeah, man, let's take it back to the 80s, man. Uh, you know, <laughs> what are you, this ca- a, this what a, you cowboy Bob Orton? Yeah, <laughs> man, let, let, let's get this shit <laughs> back. Superplex. Let's take it back, man. This, uh, you know, a suplex finisher that was for a, that was for a Noke nigga. Um, <laughs> I thought it was cool. Um, something that we talked about last week, it seems to be leaning in the wrong direction. It seems like Sanga is starting to get closer to Veer instead of Veer getting closer to Sanga. Um, at least they're wearing suits. That's a good start. That's a, that's a good no, sign, right? Like it, it seems like they're gonna be forging that tag team again, but like I don't feel like they, you know, why are the why do they have to be heels? Especially against niggas like pretty deadly. Well, we, do we know if they're heels yet? We don't know if they're heels yet. Well, they, they haven't done anything heelish yet. Abandoning 
Faraz after her loss is not a good guy thing. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he had to chat up with the boys. He had to see what's going on. They saw her lose to that superplex via set. Fuck this whole man. Let's get some money, man. Let's get this money, dog. <laughs> you don't even speak Portuguese, nigga. The fuck you doing here, man? What you doing in Brazil, my nigga? I don't think she's the Brazilian, man. She's the Brazilian. Which, which one is the Brazilian one? I don't know, man. Oh. You do this every week. <laughs> Only one of them. I don't know Brazilian. which one. I know oh. one of them is Brazilian, but is she the Brazilian one? She know, has man. to be. She's the Brazilian on. one. I'm looking at her Instagram. I'm sure she has some kind of flag. Yeah, she's the Brazilian one. Okay, you're right. Okay. Woo! <laughs> Racism averted. Racismo. <laughs> Crazy out here. You, did you see my oh. did you see my mentions on Twitter today? Oh no. My bad bunny. Oh. There was some racismo in the in the in the, in, the uh, in my mentions. There, 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 was some, there, there was there was some homophobia in that. Homophobia, xenophobia. I'll just say this: I just think it's really funny that like people are just like, "Oh, it's outside of my realm, so it doesn't exist." So I was just like, "Okay, <laughs> that's not that's no, not how the that, world works." That, like, no, there's that, like no. eight billion people on this earth, bro. For, for anybody who doesn't know what I'm talking about, I tweeted something. I saw something I tweeted about on my personal account, not my wrestling account, about um, I guess it's sort of wrestling related. I was like, how, like, how y'all don't know not one Bad Bunny song? First of all, he's all over. Like, he's everywhere. Like, I, I can't. Like, mm-hmm. I'm from a predominantly white area. If I go to the white bars, I still hear Bad Bunny on the, even at the white bars. Yeah. So I already know y'all lied to me off off rip. Y'all know if y'all don't even at least you've heard it, you know what it is. But like. People There's a like, bad bunny song in my head right now. I don't know the name of it. Also, my Spanish is bad, so I'm not gonna recite it. Yeah. Um <laughs> that's that's the most but like I know thing. the rhythm, like I know bad bunny when I hear it. <laughs> he has a very distinct voice, it's not like you so, but also it's just like people are like the, one of the most annoying responses I've ever seen. People are like, Oh, how do you not know any bad bunnies because I'm black? What does that what does that have to do with anything? What <laughs> Are are you are you not uh <laughs> nigga? You don't know the you, you don't do cultural exchange, nigga. You don't have like a or, diverse friend group, nigga. Or you act or you act like he doesn't have songs like Drake and Cardi B. You know what I mean? Like he has like in their yeah. big songs. They weren't like they were small songs. They were huge hits. I, I don't know. I thought it was funny. What is it? I got to uh I say I got to meet. It's not like I shit the nigga hand or anything like that, but like Bad Bunny had like a photo shoot at my job. Yeah. So it was just like, yeah, uh, this nigga's kind of a big deal, bro. Like, yeah, he's huge. He's like the biggest artist. That was the that was the first time where I was in the building and we actually had to shut the museum down for like an hour while they did a photo shoot. That's crazy. They probably should have did it while we were closed, but it was just like, hey man, free money, man. <laughs> um, Bad Bunny. And then this is when Bad Bunny, like, he didn't even like have designs or his hair or like dyed that shit yeah this is like post wearing a dress all that sort of shit this is like <laughs> a fresh bad bunny um so it was cool to see um yeah it is what it is next we get wesley versus stacks i guess i don't care it's a, it's a match that happened um after the match Oh, Wesley wins the match. He's another guy who's just aimlessly on the show. I mean, I mean he's in the ladder match, but like we know he's not winning that thing. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, he's just on the Wait, show. He, no, he got to win. Who not winning? No, I'm, no, I'm saying he's not winning. He's he not winning that ladder match. Is what I'm saying. What you mean he's not winning that ladder match? He's not winning that fucking ladder match. Hey man, y'all hear this nigga? He's not winning that ladder match. If, look, if he wins that ladder match, 
I, I'm not gonna put anything else. But I don't. I don't oh, think shit. he's putting that ladder. Yeah. But man. um, <laughs> I would have been walking away with your TV, nigga. <laughs> Wesley winning uh, up this. Shit. You ain't about but, to play uh, watch some shit, nigga. <laughs> Wesley, Wesley, you know when that match. But um, yeah, man. After the match, Trick and Mello come out and try to attack him, and then Oro Mensa comes out to save the day. And yeah, that's kind of seems it. like we're gonna get Carmelo Hayes, Trick, and like my uh, yeah, whatever. It's cool. The all nigga segment. I love to do the all nigga segment. Put them all together. <laughs> gotta gotta love it, man. They can't they can't do that shit on other shows, man. Um. But that should be a good match uh, when it happens. We got Kiana James versus Thea Hale. I'm going to stop it right there. <laughs> um, I think the 401k is a cool name for uh, a move, but that's all yes. I'm going to give that segment. Yeah, I, I, I got to be honest with you. Kiana James is kind of growing on me. <laughs> I'm kind of fucking with it now. <laughs> I'm fucking with the gimmick a little bit now. I thought it was really goofy. ironically, or just like you just oh okay. It's I'm kind of okay. I'm kind of just kind of just fucking with it, man. I I didn't like this for the longest time. I'm kind of you know it reminds me of like it just reminds me of those old like early '90s kind of wrestling gimmick where you're like your profession, you're like a plumber or something. She's just like a, a tax a tax lady or something. I don't know what the hell she does. Um, mm-hmm. it sucks. Ariana Grace is hurt. I thought that was an interesting kind of dynamic between them two, but yeah, I mean this match was. It, it was what it was. I couldn't tell you anything that really happened in it. Um, did Tia Hale slam Robert Stone again? I feel like that yeah. happened. Well, yeah. the match was going to happen. Robert Stone was just like, oh, no, you humiliated me last week. And then right, Tia Hale slammed him again. The bell rung. And then Keanu James did the 401k. Right. And then it was that's over. That's right. Okay. That's right. So, that's why I don't remember the it. match. It was literally one move. Okay. Yeah. That, I guess mm-hmm. it was a match to happen. Heaven, Cora Jade and Roxanne uh, are picking their poison. Uh, they reference that again, and I thought Afro- this uh, the segment with um, the interviewer and Cora Jade was really funny because she was just like, "Yeah, nobody's gonna come to that bitch's aid," and then she was just like, "Have you been on Twitter? <laughs> Man, niggas is lining up," <laughs> <laughs> and then Cora Jade was just like, "Oh shit, for real." <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, that was it. I thought that was well. Really I funny. mean, of course uh, you wouldn't know because you know clearly we saw on TV. It's Canon. She's blocked. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Ro- Ro- Roxanne blocked Cora on all situ- on all, all platforms, so she would never know. Um, <laughs> she would never see her mentions. Who, well, who who's picking from what show? Is Roxanne picking from Raw and Cora picking from SmackDown, or is it the other way around? Because they oh, showed it in the graphic. Was... But I don't have the graphic anymore. I forgot. I thought it was Gay could just pick from any brand. No, one but picking from one show, one picking from... from the other show. Oh, I didn't see that. I just saw the Cora J segment. I'm going to look it up right now. I'm see if I can find it real quick. Okay, yeah, so it says Roxanne picks opponent from SmackDown. Cora picks a opponent from Raw. I'm assuming Roxanne's probably going to pick – I mean, Cora's going to pick Bailey. I feel mm-hmm. like – or one of them girls in damage control. I don't know who Roxanne's going to pick. Maybe like Raquel or something or Shotzi. I can see her pick like a Shotzi. Hey, this motherfucker called Charlotte. <laughs> that should not be crazy. <laughs> Charlotte come back on a random episode of XD. Dog, imagine Court J just in that ring. It was like Ronda Rousey come out. Nigga, talk. 
People might not like Charlotte, bro, but the roof coming on that motherfucker, man. Um, yeah, uh, I would just say my non-main roster picks uh, were flub, but I thought they were interesting, to say the least. Um, now we know. Yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see who they pick. Uh, you know, it's it's just been like we've been like doing like two weeks of the guessing game. I'm tired of guessing. <laughs> I just uh, – I just want things to happen. Just, just let it happen, or just tell me, bro. Spoiler, bro. Uh, any writers that want to give me a, uh, <laughs> I just want to leave some shit to me. I won't say it on the show, but you know, um, I'm gonna say it on the show. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, so that's Cordell. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> he doesn't Cordell, work right? there anymore. Yeah, yeah. He's not a writer either. Whatever. He knows something. He knows. Um. But yeah. So that is it for our show. Uh, you can subscribe to us on patreon.com forward slash the HORNC, where we have an episode of Spot Callers Trick or Treat that went up. You can get the draft diaries that started uh, this week with uh, Mios and Justin. And they talked. Did you listen? Yeah. They, um, yes. And I had to fast forward a bit because I've had this cover, like the Jay Z conversation. I've had it with Justin multiple times. I, I feel like I, for multiple I, I, I re- months. I realized very it's, quickly that he's very passionate about Jay Z during that era. It's a, it's a very passionate, uh, it, passionate it, 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 uh, subject for him. It is. Uh, it is something that is heavily referenced. Um, the interview that they talk about on the sh- uh, the Jay Z interview that they talked about the show where uh, Jay Z comes back from the UK and he's like constantly. On hot uh hot ninety seven, like I remember that Tony Tony Khan uh on busted open esque. <laughs> it is on YouTube and I listened to the whole thing and he yeah, he's like a like he sounds like a deranged loser. Um you know, when I was at that age when I was, you know, twelve years old, I didn't realize it. But not but when like I never really thought about it, but then Justin putting it in perspective, I was like, Oh yeah. No, that kind of makes sense that he did that. Now that I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, oh wow, mm-hmm. like that is it's um, something I don't think about. But like, yeah, you, but yeah, you you, I, don't, you don't think I, don't, I thought they were a little bit hard. The I thought they were a little bit harder on Blueprint Two than than I would have been. I I very much like Blueprint Two actually. I'm uh, I controversial. I'm from Miami, bro. Jay Z is not my goat. Or you know a prominent figure in my rap life. Uh, I feel like, well, also I think when I would start actually like dick or like picking my own music, Jay Z yeah. was retired. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. so uh, kind of just is what it is on that. Um, like my household was. You know, whatever my brother was listening to at the time, my older brother. So it was like three six mafia and G Unit. Uh, that was it. <laughs> yeah. I like uh what is it? I liked dipset a little bit back then, but like uh it was not something that I would scout, like uh because what is it? I liked Joel Santana, uh, because uh he had that connection with Lil Wayne a lot, or like they do a lot of songs together and stuff like that. So like that's about it. But like yeah, man, the whole Jay Z thing, which is like most of the pod, I think it's hilarious, but um, it's really good. Um, they're not, uh, 
you 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 don't know what a McDonald's Happy Meal costs at that point in time, but you get a very deep insight on Jay Z's. Uh, I feel like the Jay Z facade. Um, I feel like Twitter kind of de- really he holds. Would, he would definitely hurt. Him. It would. It would. They okay. did, they did a good job of kind of erasing that point of his career because it is a mm-hmm. lot of religious history. I remember at the time people saying, "Yeah, Nas got Jay Z the fuck out of here." Even as a kid, I remember like, "Yeah." Not kind of got him out of here with either. Um, as I've gotten older, I, I prefer, I think, um, Blueprint to the song. I really prefer that song as far as like um, a response, even though it's kind of always like a year too late at that point. Like it was already over with and nobody really mm-hmm. cared about that. That was a better song than either. I also thought Takeover is a better song than either, but I don't count Takeover because it's like it's mostly a, a, a diss at um, Mob Deep than it is at Nas. Nas is just the last mm-hmm. verse, but most of the songs towards Mob Deep. But regardless of all that, please listen to Draft Diaries. <laughs> Great podcast. Yeah. Um, we're all going to be on it eventually, so you'll get to hear from everybody from RNC, a show. You know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get the call for it. So you didn't get the call. You were cuts okay. <laughs> it builds up. I play. That's okay, man. Uh, I don't know. Nah, I don't feel like watching more wrestling. <laughs> I know. Uh, you don't? For another small callers that we're going to actually be doing for Halloween, we're going to be watching uh, Zombie. Oh, fuck. What is, it's like something that, it's a zombie movie that has like a lot of wrestlers in it. I don't they remember live? what the movie was called. Oh, no, no. Huh? What zombie movie is it? Mm-mm. I want to say it's like zombie wrestlers of like in space or like some bullshit or like, I don't know. I don't. Oh, I wrestlers think versus space, zombies? Yes, that's what it is. Sorry, okay. I don't know. The in space just seems like something stupid. Uh, uh, Shane, yeah. Shane Douglas, Roddy Piper, Matt Hardy, Kurt Angle, Jim Duggan, Rebus R- R- Reba Sky. That Matt Hardy's wife. Yeah, uh, Taya. Parker. Sounds, Who the hell is Taya uh, Parker? Who the hell is that? Hey man, this oh, sounds fire, bro. Uh, <laughs> I can't tap in. Hey yo, shout out to Tubi. For having every obscure movie that ever that oh, ever touched Earth, yeah, free on Tubi. Um, I might lock in uh, with that this weekend. Uh, get it out of the way so I can start watching a whole bunch of like retrospective videos and uh, people talking about it. But that's what we we're going to be talking about, and then the poll will be up uh, next month. Um. Thank you and shout outs to everybody. Um, the Wrestle Club. Is going to be going to WrestleMania. They did the damn thing. Shout out to Titus O'Neil. Shout out to Cody Rhodes. Shout out to everybody that donated, even the ops. Um, they were so at Raw as well. For... Yeah, even, they were at even, Raw. And even they, WWE getting... shouted them out. Bro, they're getting so much press, bro. This is... I love it. <laughs> I love it, man. Yeah, it's great, man. They're getting they're getting so much love, man. It uh, warms the heart, man. There's very very um... few like feel-good stories on like, wrestling Twitter. I feel like mm-hmm. that's is one is one of the few really good ones, and it's just it's just nice to see that. And uh, I think all the support that um Sarah Lee's family had, they got they got yo mm-hmm. they put like the, the goal was like twenty k. Last I checked, that shit was like at ninety k or something crazy. Like everybody chipping in from all companies all over the world. It was mm-hmm. really nice. Hey, really nice to see that when you when you're a good person, man. Yeah, uh, it seemed like it seemed like everybody really fucked with her, even though she was only there for so long. It's like every like like a year. I don't think it was even that long. Hey, man. She never uh, made a TV. Did she make it a TV? Mm, that's a question I, I should be asking you. I never I watched it. <laughs> um, but yeah, oh, that's should, it, man. We should, we should, you ever seen the first season? No. 
We should. Dog, do I don't have time. I don't have time to be watching. Dog, they're like twenty. TV, they're like bro. twenty minute episodes. I'm not like. I want to watch the first season. Bro, I'm so we'll talk, we'll talk, we'll talk, tired. We'll talk. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. <laughs> we'll talk about it. Uh, I'll be open to watching like the first and like last episode, or like very prominent episodes or something. I don't know. I uh... we got you got you got to watch the, the Triple H speech where he buries Goldberg. It's one of the greatest. It's one of the greatest speeches of all time. Um, yeah. We'll talk about it. You could definitely talk <laughs> me into it, but I, I just uh, just got to give me some time, man. Just got to give me some time. No, we don't have to do it right um, now. We have plenty. We got to do it anytime. Yeah. Um, all right, I'm starting to get out of breath. Uh, my stomach's hurting from all this talking. Um, thank you for everybody that supported. Um, thank you if you're a patron. Um, shout out to if, uh, if you know you heard this and was just like, Oh man, I would absolutely love to be on the Patreon, man. That sounds great. Or you know, I can't wait to hear Spot Caller, that's great. Or you know, the whole Jay Z conversation on there. So that's all great and dandy. And um, but swerve, uh, oh. <laughs> Eat a dick, nigga. <laughs> <laughs>